Welcome to the Wolf Whistle podcast, the podcast which interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club and also journalists. And today or tonight, we're very, very lucky to be joined by two very respected journalists and big Wolves fans, Paul Berry and Johnny Phillips, to talk about their new book, Revolution of Wolves, and one for which I am really, really looking forward to. But today, there's been some breaking news from Wolverhampton Wanderers. Jeff Shee has finally spoke. So the big question is, guys, where did Wolfie have his face lift? <laughs> uh, that's an extraordinary development, Jase, isn't it? Uh, I looked at it yesterday and I thought it was a bit of a wind-up. And then I did see the pictures and I thought, if there's one thing we don't need to change at Molyneux at the minute, it's probably Wolfie. He was a safe bet to get away with anything. And uh, he's got a new costume. I mean, Bez... You've took your kids to the match for absolutely years. I bet they must have been horrified as well. They were there last night, actually, yeah, and it, uh, it took them aback a little bit, mate, that's for sure. But uh, I don't know, it's a bit of a bit of a refresh, isn't it? It's, just a, it's a good job we didn't interview him for the book, because obviously it would have changed completely. I'll put a picture in of him, because crikey, that would have dated already, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I'm sure there's bigger fish to fry than Wolfie, but us Wolves fans, we love a moan. Now, oh. you... You guys, you've both brought out books in the past. You know, I've read them. They're always good books. There's a brand new one coming out very, very shortly, Revolution of Wolves. So I'll start with you, Bez. What's the concept behind the book and, and why now? Yeah, well, it kind of, it's been a couple of years in the making, really. I think um, a couple of years ago, publishers got in touch with myself and with Johnny and kind of, I think they'd already tried a couple of other people who didn't really have the time to take the project on and they were looking to do something they'd obviously seen from afar the impact of Fosen and you know how the club had changed so dramatically over a few years and gone into the Premier League and Europe and all that so they were kind of trying to find a way of capturing that really and um, you know when I knew Johnny had also been approached we were chatting about it we kind of thought two years ago why not do this 20 year period and try and tie it in with the anniversary of the playoffs final obviously the first time Wolves yes. made it into the Premier League so that was um that was our thinking. Went back to the publishers. They liked it. Kind of looking at these three different promotions to the Premier League done in three very different ways with three different owners. And each time the club's kind of progressed. Um, and that was the concept. And it's been, you know, two years in the working. The original publishers eventually um, all went a bit pear-shaped with them because they got taken over. And we've eventually found some, some publishers, Pitch Publishing, who Johnny's worked with before, who have been absolutely fantastic with the project. And I think we're both... Yeah, both really pleased with the, the final product. Oh, well, I've seen some of the sound bites from the book and it does look, I've got to say, very interesting. So I'll put this one at you, Johnny. I mean, listen, you interviewed, you know, a lot of people for the book. Which people were, were the best interviews did you get most from? That's a good question, Jace. Um, because there's so much variety and we, we spoke to so many different people who all with incredibly different roles at the club, it was it, it was never dull and it was it was fascinating to, to be involved in. Um, I, I suppose going if we started the the, the, the 03 period, the twenty years period, um, Paul Ince was phenomenal. He doesn't do a lot and I had to 
sort of keep on at him when he was at the Reading manager. Luckily, I covered Reading quite a bit last season and I kept sort of dropping it in and the, the press guys were great there. And in the end, they got me um, they got me an hour with him down at the Reading training ground and he was brilliant. He gave me way more than that. And he dragged Alex Ray in, who was his assistant at the time. And, and, and those two were phenomenal. Um, and then looking further ahead, I suppose, bringing it forward to the, to the more modern day Wolves, um, Rui Pedro Silva was, was absolutely phenomenal. I went out to meet him in Porto um, for lunch and we spent hours and hours just chatting about the sort of the Nuno revolution and the, and the ideas and the, the coaching behind it. And he was really illuminating. He was brilliant. Um, so, th- so those two really stick out as people. Um, but it would be unfair in a way to sort of put them on a pedestal because everyone I spoke to um, sort of bought into it. And, and even, the, you know, the ones who hadn't had a massive amounts of success or, or even the ones who had a bit of failure there, they were great and they just gave so much of their time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really pleasing to hear on the wolf whistle that you can get all the people that I can't. You know my pain on that as well, Ray. Oh, listen, 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 exactly that. Now, back to you, Bez. The book yeah. is divided into three parts, which makes it quite unique. So how do the parts work? Yes, we've kind of taken, as you say, each, each promotion and, and obviously the seats that follow kind of in their own little section of the book. So it is, it is divided into three parts. And, and obviously, as we said, I touched on earlier, the three, the three very different owners. I mean, obviously, Sir Jack, you know, sadly not here anymore, but... Um, you know, Johnny kind of looked at that period quite closely and he spoke to a lot of different people about Sir Jack. Uh, then moving on to, to Steve Morgan and Jez Moxie, who, again, as Johnny says, were so generous at the time. Uh, you know, we sort of asked them for half an hour to an hour. Um, both of us went up to Carden Park to do that interview. We were probably there three or four hours. Um, you know, again, kind of divisive figures, aren't they, Steve and Jez? And again, we've asked other people about the book, but I think their hearts were always in the right place both yes of them. and i think when you speak to them for that length of time you can see you know the love they had for wolves comes through you know jez was there a long time steve you know a long time himself so i think again those two were very interesting and then uh, johnny took the kind of final section of the owners um he spoke to jeff you know a few months ago um with a lot of, i mean like, bits have changed since then but a lot of what jeff said about the club how it started and nuno and you know, Nuno coming and Nuno leaving, which is also really interesting. So there's some stuff in there which, which I've not read before. So, you know, there's the three owners, but then, as we said, the, the managers and the different players from all the different areas. It's kind of, you know, there's a lot of interviews been done and, and, and part of the issue was trying to sort of condense that into um, into the finished book. But, yeah, I think we've been really fortunate to get pretty much everyone that we're hoping to. Oh, I mean, that's good news. I used to go walking up the reeking with Jez and he told so many great stories. And when we got to the bottom of the reeking, I could never remember them. And he always used to say to me, Jason, I'm not going to let you interview me. I'm not going to come on the podcast and I'm certainly not going to be in your book. So it's really pleasing to hear he sat down with you two, give you his undivided attention. What's interesting, Bez, and I'll put this back at you, is... Steve Morgan and Jez Moxie over the years got so much grief. And you know what? They only wanted the best for the club. Steve Morgan, huge philanthropist, put so much of his own money into the club. Jez Moxie, as you said, put so many years into the club. Yet when we got promoted via the back door of the playoffs and Dave Jones was the manager, uh, Sir Jack, you know, gave him a three million pound war chest and he seems to get away from it all scot-free. But it's really weird where... Steve Morgan gets a lot of grief and, and, and suggest, not that any of them shouldn't, Sir Jack doesn't. I mean, did Steve Morgan feel loved and wanted when he was here or did it get quite difficult for him in the end? Um, 
quite difficult. And again, there's some quite powerful stuff from Steve about, you know, when he left and, uh, you know, he tells us the contents of the note that was on his windscreen, you know, with the fans at Preston that kind of went up to him and, and sort of gave him a bit of abuse and the note that was on his windscreen, which he says he kept, stuck in one of his drawers, you know, a bit of abuse from the fans. And, and you know, we all know that fans get football, how much football means to fans and how much they sort of, you know, they can take things maybe a little bit too far. So I think, um, yeah, he did feel a little bit sort of, you know, angry at the end and, yeah. and, you know, feel that he didn't perhaps get the sort of... I don't think... I mean, Steve and Jez, you've met both of them, you know, Jez, Jez quite well. They never... They didn't do it to be loved. I think genuinely they do it because they wanted to do a good job for Wolves. Yes. The attention that comes with it. And Jez, to be fair, I and mean, you've just touched on there, Jez wasn't jumping up and down to come and do the interview. I think Steve <laughs> persuaded him a little bit. But, but once we got them together, you know, they were fantastic. And I think, yeah, I think that, that shines through that they were both... You know, they'll admit they made mistakes, as they do in the book. And a lot of the stuff as well was the interesting, again, the comparisons that Steve, some of the work that Steve did behind the scenes, which I didn't even know about. Yes. The final pieces, and, you know, the, the museum, the Hall of Fame, the, the colour stamp. There's kind of a lot that I'd kind of probably forgotten. I think, again, fans will find it interesting. It wasn't for Steve. It wasn't completely about the football. It was about trying to make the club more sustainable. And, you know, he probably didn't finish the job as he, as he would have liked to, but I think he still, he still takes some pride in how he progressed the club. Absolutely, and, and you know what, so he should, and rightfully so. To you, Johnny, um, listen, I know I've seen you on Sky, and you always seem to get these big, massive interviews with all the managers all over the Premier League. It, did you hit all your targets um, for, for Wolves in terms of, was there anyone that, that you was really trying to get that you couldn't, or did you get the main ones you needed to? We got pretty much everyone. I had to rely on a lot of previous interviews I'd done with Nuno, um, simply because he disappeared off to Saudi Arabia, um, oh. having we, I'd got I'd got the message through to him, and he'd agreed to um, to speak, and then he went to Saudi Arabia, and um, but as I had a lot, I've, I've got a lot of material from past stuff I've done with him, yeah, um, and, and we we could write around it. So I would have liked to, to sit down in front of Nuno. In the in the present day, rather than just at, at the time, I'd have said, but we got his coaching staff, um, several of his coaching staff, and we got a lot of the players, people like Ruben Neves and Diogo Jota. Liverpool were great. Liverpool helped facilitate a Diogo Jota interview, so we got the people closest to him, um, and you know, we we got we, we got the sort of the big footballers of each era really I mean Bez Bez is probably underselling his role you know he worked for the club for many many years and there's, yeah. there's no one no one with a greater sort of insight into what goes on inside the workings of a club than Bez and he he helped get a lot of those in, in that middle area and, and then the later stuff particularly with Connor Cody he was fantastic um, teeing up Connor for us but there were so many who um who we just hear one one who sticks out who I haven't mentioned before but was incredibly insightful was Ryan Bennett um, okay and he, he just wouldn't have thought it but he I, I've always I've always and I said to him this I've always struggled to find the explanation of, of why Nuno's five at the back worked what it was that was so successful and what it was that other teams hated playing against because they did and you speak to you know I speak to footballers who played for other clubs and they hated playing Wolves in that era they just hated yes. it and, and, and Ryan Bennett got pretty much the closest I've ever come to explaining the concept of the five at the back why it worked and why and where everyone else's role was outside that five and there's um, 
a chapter that I think we both co-wrote, um, Bez and I, about that, specifically about what Nuno did on the pitch. Yes. And uh, Connor Cody contributed a lot to it. Um, Ruben Neves and Diogo Jota contributed, and, and Bennett as well. So, so yeah, we, you know, to 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 go with a long a sort of roundabout way of answering your question. Yeah, we did hit our targets. Oh, that that's good. And and Bez for you. I suppose as soon as your non-disclosure agreement run out and all the info you've had on the club <laughs> for working there so many years, you could tell it warts and all. Well, they wouldn't let me in, would they, if I told uh, everything? But no, I think, yeah, no, it's, it's, it was good. And I think, you know, as Johnny says, a lot of people are happy to talk. We've tried to address a lot of the, the issues. And I think there's not much of a secret in football now anyway. Is there? I think a lot of people, you know, we think it covers the... The back-to-back relegations it covers a lot of stuff you know while i was at the club and, and johnny was obviously closely covering it so i think yeah there's not much that's, that's secret i mean connor cody as johnny mentioned i mean he was brilliant again we went up to see him both of us at his home and with his kids running around and it, that was just fantastic and he gave us two or three hours kind of you know went into detail i guess it was his journey at Wolves, which started so well started sort of quite quietly didn't it then yeah it came so brilliant the nuno and all the you know, how Nuno worked with him and his first meeting with Nuno and Nuno sat next to him on a plane on the plane to the pre-season tour, which I think the rest of the uh, you know, the rest of the players have, have taken the piss out of him ever since. But <laughs> and then obviously with Connor how it finished as well. Yes. He's opened up a little bit more than, than he has previously and I'm sure some fans are kind of aware of you know, I say a few disappointing things from his point of view about how it finished, but equally and he said this at the time, and I know he's said it since since we spoke to him when he's left the club. Nothing really, I don't think, for Connor will ever, you know, take away the pride he feels. And I mean, what a massive contribution he made to, to the club for for so many years. And that's again what we've tried to reflect in the book, while also touching on the fact that he wasn't completely happy with how it all finished. Oh, a- absolutely. And what a servant Connor Cody, for example, was to our great club. Back to you, Johnny. Listen, y- you've covered so many topics within the book. You know three completely almost different eras for you how much research do you have to put in because listen i've wrote a book i don't mention it much um <laughs> but you have to get your stats right you have to get your figures right you know you have to put the commas in the right place but this the the, the, the research is so important how much did you have to put in johnny um it was it, it varied for each part i mean the, the first part um you know, going back to the 03 era, it was it was relatively straightforward. It was the players' stories of that time, and you know, the, the, the club was run in a very straightforward manner. I mean, the conclusion of part one that it was that it wasn't really fit for purpose because it was such a straightforwardly run club with just a, you know a benefactor, um, a benefactor's son below him, and not much else in terms of a training ground. But then, when it came to the modern writing, particularly around Fosen and Jesterfield. Uh, that you know, we had to sort of dig deep into into matters that you know I don't usually go down into financial matters, uh, into other areas, uh, which was interesting. And you know, just to get the full picture or as full a picture as you possibly can, because there's so much to the club now. Um, there's just so much about about it because yep. of it being owned by this you know multinational conglomerate. So you just have, you found yourself going down these in research almost going down these rabbit holes <laughs> taking you down places you just didn't want to end up but finding you were getting stuff and getting material and there is one chapter dedicated to the off-field stuff going on now around the club as well so okay um, it's just it's just such a different club than the one that was around 20 years ago you know it's astonishing so i guess the, the, 
bigger amounts of research for the, for the more modern parts? Well, listen, I, I completely agree. That was my probably my favourite era at the time of, you know, I've been a Wolves supporter since obviously the late 80s, but winning the playoff final and getting to the, the Holy Grail, then get, getting given a £3 million war chest or Dave Jones. And it was so disappointing. And we almost went down without a fight, signing ageing players. But for me, it was just being in the Premier League at that time. Um, a question to you, Bez, um, because, you know, I'm going to chuck you right under the bus here. How supportive was the club uh, in, in getting information or getting interviews? Have they helped? Have there been a bit of a hindrance? Or have they worked with you? Uh, they've been absolutely brilliant, to be honest. Um, I mean, I think we kind of touched a bit earlier. I, I focused a lot on the middle period of these 20 years when I was at the club. Yeah. Um, Playoff-wise, I was I was reporting then, but Johnny was probably a bit closer to everything. And then more recently, since I've moved on from Wolves, Johnny's again been closer. And he's, um, you know, he's worked on documentaries. He's been to China and he's he's, he's interviewed Jeff Sheep previously. So I think Johnny probably more to do with the club. But I mean, Max Fitzgerald, Jack Walker at the club have been brilliant. They teed up, you know, Ruben Neves, um, Connor Cody was at Everton. But again, I think we still needed to sort of go through Wolves a little bit. And they helped with that. They helped here up Jeff um, for Johnny as well. So, I mean, listen, we, they couldn't have been more supportive. And I think, I think it shows, you know, it's a really good meeting team at Wolves, and it shows that they're kind of really open. I think a lot of clubs yes. might have shut up shop a little bit. You know, we might have ended up having to do the twenty years, and the last two or three years are all a little bit iffy because we can't get we can't get to current players, we can't get to information. But um, but listen, no, Wolves and, and Max and Jack and, and the club in general have been brilliant in facilitating pretty much. You know, everyone, it's just to get that flavour of the modern era, you know, they're really helpful. Oh, that, well, listen, that's good to hear because they don't give me anything. So. They're <laughs> 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 sensible, aren't they? Flipping it, yeah, they ain't stupid. So, <laughs> back to you, Johnny. Um, I mean, listen, you've wrote books before. What in particular are you sort of hoping to achieve with this book? I think, and again, I couldn't have you know being a part of this without bears you know it was, it was a true partnership and i think having the two of us it's, it's different it's a different way of working than just doing it on your own and you know you, you have you have to be sort of uh you have to be more open in yourself uh, and more open of yourself but i think the level of productivity we achieved through this was way above or beyond what we could have achieved individually um and we were i suppose i mean you know, I'm ambitious when I set out to do things and I want to do it as well as I could. And I don't think anything has been written about the modern club, the Premier League era club like this before. I think it's pretty comprehensive. We have interviewed so many people and we had enough material for two books. We've condensed it into one. And it, I think it's pretty much as complete as you could write about the 20 year period of Wolves. And it, I'd, I'd like to think it will add a lot of insight. So in terms of what we want to achieve, we just want to present something, which is the modern Wolves. You know, we've called it a Premier League trilogy because as Bez has been talking about, it's these three different eras. Yes. Um, but I, I think I'd like to be able to, to hand the book over to a fan and say that's the, that's this that's this modern club. You know, there's been writing in the past about, and I've done it myself, about different eras, but I don't think there's anything been done um, that takes us through what you'd call the modern era. So I guess that's what I want to achieve, a sort of definitive account. Uh, listen, Johnny, I couldn't agree more. As you know, with my books, I've, I've interviewed mainly players from the 70s and 80s. As you get nearer to today's era, 
it does get more difficult to interview people. So for you to get some of the scoops and stories that you've got must have been amazing because it is a bit cloak and dagger, especially around the club at the moment, which we're going to come on to shortly in terms of Jeff Shee doesn't speak out very often. It's very rarely players will give in-depth interviews. We've seen Lopetegui be interviewed by Black the other day. It's almost like Lopetegui put the interview on and I'm sure the club wasn't behind it. Now, Johnny, you've interviewed the club as well through your, your Ask Wolf series, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, we look at the club today. We look at the club now. Once again, they're still very quiet. However, Jeff Shee has come out today and made some comments. So I'll, I'll come to you first, Johnny. What do you, what do you make of all that? I think um, he, I think he was damned if he did and damned if he didn't. There was a lot of yeah. clamour for him to speak, um, and in a sense, there's no, there's no. Um, the, 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 an owner should never feel obliged to speak, and a lot of owners never speak yeah. and never put their head above uh, above it for the firing line. But um, so he's come out and he said things, and he said, I think it's it's as much about what he hasn't said as what he has. He's talked about profit and sustainability and how that's. Um, hampering the club. I think we all knew that. I think we, uh, everyone was aware that there'd been big spending last summer and big spending in January. Then if you add the wages of the um, of the management team coming in and the management team going out, I'm sure that was difficult. Yeah. So Wolves have spent excessively. Yes. But of course, what, 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 there's a bigger picture to this. That's the sort of platform on which they're operating on at the moment, and that's the sort of vehicle by which everyone's discussing. But there's a much bigger picture. The strategy here is is beyond profit and sustainability. They, you know, um, because and and we can tell this because in in January Matt Hobbs was going the project is back on. Yeah. And then and then at the start of the summer, uh, Lopetegui. Um, it looked like he was getting cold feet. Then Lopetegui was reassured and everything was okay. And then he got, he almost went rogue and did this interview the other week <laughs> and got cold feet again. So, so that's not FFP. FFP is 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 a, is a, is a number. There's a number. Yes. That you have to be FFP compliant, and you yeah. are you are not compliant, or you are compliant. What's been going on is far more than that. And it and it, it would have been good if Jeff had addressed these issues, but again. You know, he doesn't have to. He's yeah. the owner. He can say what he wants. Fosun, I, I feel it's unfair to criticise Fosun too much. They've put enormous amounts of money into yeah. the club. But there is clearly, you know, a wider strategy at play here where profit has now become incredibly important and they're not uh, necessarily investing in the way they did, yeah. be it through loans, be it through mitigating FFP, uh, that they have done in years gone by. So something has changed and there is... There is a wider strategy here. So I think uh, yeah. um, while it's nice to hear from Jeff and it's nice to hear him say he's committed, Fosner committed to the club going forward, um, I, I think a, a, lot, a lot has gone on unsaid as well with that letter. Uh, listen, absolutely. I don't think Wolves have made, uh, you know, any bounds about the fact that they do want it to be a self-sustainable club. I mean, we, you know, as Wolves supporters, we've also got to have a sense of reality in the fact that this is a, you know, a 32,000 stadium. We're not going to be able to compete with the big six in the current guys. And yes, we had two fantastic seasons under Nuno. And, you know, I'll put my head above the parapet and say almost that it's all, you know, we punched above our weight. And then since we've signed the 30, 40 odd million pound players, it's almost like we've got this right to be challenging up there. And you're quite right. I, I think there's, there's, there's more to it. There's a lot going behind the scenes. If it was purely down to FFP, they could jumble a load of figures and say, this is where we've hit. This is where we need to be. This is where we're short. This is where we're over. But they're not. So there is, 
There is clearly something behind the scenes as well. But the Chinese are known to keep the cards very close to their chest. And you're quite right. Why should Fosun come out and, and, you know, give away the secrets? They're a business at the end of the day. They're an investment business. And I'm a Wolves supporter. And I think they've done an absolutely fantastic job. And they've given me memories that I'll never forget. So to you, Bez, you've heard the comments today. Um, what, what were your first initial thoughts? Yeah, I think firstly, I mean, just listening to you there, it kind of, and without bringing it back to a plug for the book, it doesn't half show, you know, our football club's moving cycles, because obviously 20 years ago, brilliant achievement to reach the Premier League, and then literally didn't even make, uh, you know, didn't make any sort of official trying to stay up, and <laughs> in terms of the money that was yeah. given to Dave Jones, really, so, and kind of, imagine social media been, been around in those days, but, um, you know, now you look at it, a Wolves is an established Premier League club, Probably has, haven't progressed on from those European times into Nuno as much as as much as they'd like. But it's, it's such a tough league and competitive to stay in there. And you, know, you see some like Leicester go down not long after winning the cup and then winning the league. So yeah. the way the fans' expectations have changed is probably part of it. And, it. and it's totally understandable because you know we all dream as fans. You want to see the team at the top. You want to see them winning trophies. So I think that's kind of part of it in the sense that this restlessness has grown because you still look. Um, you know, look at the start in 11 that Wolves can field at the moment. You look at probably five or six really good subs that can come on. And you look at that squad and think, yeah, it's probably missing a little bit of star quality. I mean, lost Neves's and Matinho's, and you've lost the Jimenez in full flight. So you're probably just missing that a little bit. But it's still, you know, still a very, very talented squad that's there. Probably does need two or three top quality additions, which would make a difference. But, but yeah, I think, as, as Johnny said, damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Um, I imagine from having been in. Not quite the same situation, but I remember, you know, open letters that were sent out when I was at the club. There's been a lot of people involved in discussing whether it's the right thing to do. Um, but the problem is, you can never, you can never tell fans everything, and that's not in any derogatory way of trying to lead fans astray or, or lie or keep things yourself. You just can't. It's, as you say, it's a business. Um, you've got competitors out there. You don't want to give away all your trade secrets. You don't want to tell them what your budgets are. So, um, yeah, I think there's still a lot of questions, but some have been answered. Fosen committing to the club and not saying they're not going to put it up for sale anytime soon pretty much was was the gist of it which is obviously it feels like a you know it feels like a big step forward so yeah be interesting to see how it plays out it's, it's football is it so many clubs especially in the Premier League you never quite know fully what's what's happening but um yeah, it's always interesting times with Wolves, that's for sure. Oh, not off. It is a, a massive rollercoaster. I think what's quite different now is social media. And it's almost like, you know, we've all been clambering, you know, why isn't Jeff saying anything? Why is so quiet? You know, we, we, we hear all different sound bites on what's going on. Then there's people surmising. Then there's people you think that are in the know. And you never get a full true story or a full true picture of exactly what's going on. But it does just show the power of social media, the fact that Jeff G has today come out and felt that he's had to say something. And talking on the subject of social media, I know you guys have been blasting out the uh, book launch, which is Thursday, the 10th of August, next Thursday at the Cleveland Arms Big Wolves Pub on the Willingall Road at 7pm. So back to you, Bez. Um, I know you're regular down the Cleveland Arms when they've, they've had some fantastic Wolves speakers down there. Is that the reason why you've chose the venue, firstly? And secondly, will you be having a bootload of books with you? <laughs> we will, yeah. Um, yeah, no, the Clevelands, I mean, big thanks to Will and, and all his team down there because they've always been really supportive of of every, you know, anything to do with Wolves, as you say, and, and from the moment we talked about this book and the fact that we'd like to do a launch somewhere, uh, Will's just been brilliant in helping, and yourself, very kindly, 
you know, no problem. to host the night as well. So, yeah, we'll be selling books from 7 o'clock. Um, there's going to be a quiz, a lot of chat about football. You know, you're going to obviously host, host the Q&A, and I know Johnny will have a lot to say as well. Um, so, yeah, it should be a great night. You know, if you want to come and get the book, there's a couple of bit off. It's the first chance to buy it before it's in the shops, which will be in a, you know, a couple of weeks' time from now. So, first chance to buy it, obviously. Um, a little bit of the proceeds as well coming to a charity very close to your heart. So yes, thank you. You know, come down, buy the book, enjoy a really, you know, really good night chatting walls. There's a lot to talk about and obviously the excitement of another new season just around the corner as well. Well, absolutely. And really the same to you, Johnny. I take it you're looking forward to getting down there and telling us all about the book. I mean, what you've said so far, guys, and I'm not giving it a sales pitch here, I'll be honest. I'm really, really looking forward to reading it. You know, I'm sure there's going to be some great things which... You know, I like to I like to read a book and I like to read a paragraph and actually have to read it again because I can't believe what I've read. You know, that that's where I get a real buzz from. So I take it, Johnny, there's some, you know, great pieces of the book which you're quite proud of and, and looking forward to showcasing on Thursday. Yeah, if you want if you want the bits of the book that you've got to read again and again and again, without revealing too much. There's um there's a bit involving Jez and Steve Morgan in a canoe, and that's all I'm going to say. Oh. <laughs> that. But that is, um, you will have to read that over and over again to work out what happened there. Um, but yeah, I, exactly. Just to echo Bez's comments, you know, it's it's a big Wolves pub. Um, it's a couple of days before the Manchester United game to kick us off on the opening weekend of the season. Uh, it, this has been a summer like no other in in, in some degrees. Um, so we're going to have a, a, not just a chat about the book we're going to have a full season preview try and offer a bit of insight into the club in its modern day guys there'll be a quiz, a bit of fun and it's just nice to have a beer and a drink with um, any Wolves fans that, that want to turn up and uh, and support the event Brilliant, I mean guys for all the listeners I cannot recommend you know these two guys great authors, great journalists I'm sure the book is going to be an absolute cracker the night as well because they're, they're, they're not officially linked to the club, I'm sure they're going to tell us a few stories, obviously, that we've never heard. But equally, we're going to get a lot of truth as well. So, guys, it's Thursday, the 10th of August at the Cleveland Arms, 7pm. Bring your cash on the night. I'm sure. Can you take card payments, guys? Yeah, I've saw, we, we've got a card machine. Brilliant. Because that's all, that's always, you know, always very important. Also, the charity that there's going to be some of the proceeds going to is the 1P36 Family Trust. Uh, a charity very close to my heart. It's a condition that my that my daughter suffers from. So, guys, please, please come along, support the book, take it with you. I'm sure as well, guys. Listen, I've wrote a book. It, it, there's no better feeling is there when someone goes, "Can you sign my book, lads?" <laughs> I'll, I'll pass them on to Johnny, mate. <laughs> Johnny, have you got your? Have you been practicing your autograph? What's that, Ben? Uh, Jase. I said, have you been practicing your autograph, Johnny? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it, yeah, it, it needs a bit of practice. No one has for it these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, listen, guys. Thank you for your time on the Wolf Whistle tonight. I know you've been on the show before, and you've, you're always so insightful. I personally look forward to hosting the event on Thursday, the tenth of August, Cleveland Arms, seven p.m. Just turn up on the night, get your book, and we'll have a great night talking about the Wolves. Thanks ever so much, guys. Brilliant. Thank Thanks, you. Guys.